Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Wrestle Culture. <clears throat> Everyone seems to know the score. They've watched Max Max before. They just know they're so sure the Max is gonna throw it away, gonna blow it away. But I know he can go because I remember <laughs> three counts on the mat. Diamond ring still gleaming. Moxley is a bitch. MJF will champ. I'm creaming. Oh and then we go. <laughs> Wrestling's coming. Oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. I'm Anna Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Michael Sidrick and Phil Chambers from What Culture to discuss all the goings on in wrestling this week. And of course, look ahead to AW's full gear pay per view this weekend. Also, it's nearly the World Cup. So anyway, before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT, Dubai, oh! Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestling culture. As I said, though, joined by Phil and Sidge. Thoughts on uh, the old rework? Yeah, piss poor. <laughs> piss poor. Like, we know the bit. It's so bad, it's good. It's yeah. bad on purpose. That might have been too bad. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fair assessment. <laughs> Took me a real long time to know where you were going with that. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't until you basically got to the three lines on the shirt, but I was like, oh, it's there football. We go, yeah. <laughs> um, we t- teased this earlier on today. We said we would... What's r- going to take longer, actually? Football to come home from 1966 or Maxwell Jacob Friedman to shag you? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're both completely impossible and never going to happen. Um, we teased this earlier on, so we should really deliver on it, Sige, that we would reveal the teams that we got, got in the what culture uh, draw for the World Cup. Can you even remember who you got? I got, uh, well, we divvied it up between uh, two pots because there were 16 people from what culture parish who entered. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we thought, right, give them two teams, but make it a bit fair because you don't want like. Iran and Tunisia, for yes. example, um, that every person would get a top 16 mm-hmm. seeded team and a bottom. 
And I got no one who's going to win. <laughs> I got Wales. Yeah. Who uh, Andrew Pollard will work you into thinking that they've got a chance. They don't. They're just there to make up the numbers. And I got Mexico. <laughs> That's your big team. I love Mexico. Have but they ever won it? No, they've hosted it. They've hosted it. They've had great kits. Yeah. Great kits historically. Great World Cup moments. Yeah. The Blanco. Oh, yeah. Is it called the Blanco Bounce or something? I think so. I mean, yeah. Oh, my God. They're not winners. No. Um, Please report quite a few of the higher-ups here at What Culture. <laughs> yeah. Got yeah. the likes of France, uh, Argentina, and Portugal. <laughs> so... Cool guess it's the bosses giving themselves <laughs> 50 quid or whatever. Well, Penaldo is Again. finished. So. Yes. And I got no one because I uh, don't participate in sports watching. So. Quite right. <laughs> Quite right, Phil Chambers. And oh, I just don't watch football. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got Serbia. Which, uh, yeah. Mitro. Mitro. Love yeah. Mitro, yeah. yeah. And England. No, I watched uh, Mitro's Premier League debut live. Did you? I was in the I was at St. James for that one. He came on. Got a giddy rush to the head because he's a Raji, and it was his debut, and everyone was just lo- everyone knew what he was going to be like a yeah. total Serbian like just monster and a bit daft and a number nine. Mm. It's always it, it was a toxic combination of this kid is going to get himself sent off, mm. and he got himself sent off the first sight as a substitute. <laughs> what a guy! Not a gay. Uh, yeah, so football will be coming home, and uh, I'm sure it will. I'm now I'll have be, a great time. Now I'll be doubly disappointed when England <laughs> get eventually knocked out of this tournament. <laughs> uh, but enough of all that. There's the SmackDown World Cup to concentrate on. If you want to know our thoughts on that, we previewed it on the SmackDown preview earlier on today. What called Tress, wherever you get your podcast from. Rather bigger news, though, Phil. It's full gear weekend. How are you feeling about it? And is, despite my bias, MJF going to become world champion? Yes. Yes. Hopefully. Uh, I'm feeling quite good about it. It looks like a good fun card. I'm not doing a live stream, so I get to watch it nicely on the Sunday <laughs> on my own time. Thank you very much. Uh, Twitter will probably be dead by then anyway, so I probably won't get any spoilers. Ah, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's maybe one of many benefits with Twitter disappearing. Indeed. And it looks like a hell of a card, doesn't it, really? And yeah, MJF. Winning the big one, bringing it home for us. Sige presented quite a few different options on uh, on the Rampage review, and Sige and Hamlet did a wonderful extended full gear preview, which is available right now for you to listen to. Yes. He's presented several options. Um, babyface MJF, just straightforward victory. Heel MJF. Gets his ring in there. He uses his ring, or heel MJF with the firm and Stokely Hathaway. Heel MJF with, with William Regal. If you had to guess right now, what are you going with? I genuinely have no idea because mm. they've built it, especially with the stuff with the firm. Like, that's such a little wild card that's just kind of been thrown in there to go, like, what is this? Like, uh, just to put you off the scent a little bit. But genuinely, any one of the above I would be very happy with because they're all sort of really enticing television going forwards, basically. Um, the only other thing you could add to it is CM Punk somehow coming back at the end of the pay-per-view and taking all the shine away from him again, which would be hugely entertaining. He, he laid that out, didn't he, MJF, a, while, a few weeks back, saying, like, every time I've done something big, it's been completely missed because of other things that happened. And, uh, yeah, I did see someone say, maybe this is all working towards CM Punk coming back. Is CM Punk coming no, back? <laughs> you can put it in a bullet point for engagement if you want. <laughs> yeah. the teat of Twitter while you still can. Um, as with everyone, right, um, I'll get to full gear in a second, but I won't spend too long talking about it because I've 
done so extensively throughout the week, right? So I'll talk about wrestling Twitter instead, mostly, during yeah. this part. My God, I woke up this morning, and then the, the news that feels like it's been inevitable for the past however many weeks really feels like it's happening. He's fired too many people. They can't sustain the servers. It's going to break. Like... If it, they're not killing it, but they are letting it die, essentially. And this might be the last time you ever refresh the thing, at least in its form. They'll reboot it, I think, mm. um, in a certain way. But regardless, in its current incarnation, it looks doomed. It looks doomed. I thought, you know what? I kept, like, drill tweets were swimming through my head. Some of the best wrestling tweets were swimming through my head. And by the way, if you hop on over to whatculture.com slash WWE, hey. you'll be able to read a list about the best wrestling tweets that you can still read right now before Twitter dies entirely. And I was feeling a bit nostalgic, you know, and a bit of a reverie. And then I tweeted, right? And then I read the replies and thought, nah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to miss anything about No, burn this. it down Yeah, right I'm now. putting it down. Like, <laughs> look, I don't want to name and shame anyone, but like, so I'm not going to talk about the specific reply but you know sometimes i'm a bit facetious mm. on that platform and i don't need my joke tweet explained to me earnestly mm. oh you know that's why and now nah, that man i'm making a joke about it yeah i've said something about something and i'm being facetious about it and you're giving me the non-facetious explanation <laughs> so like, i obviously know because it's, it's a oh god what's been to me because Sid, Sid, Sid gets it a lot have you any ha had any like really bad moments on Twitter with with wrestling takes? Ah, uh, I don't know about wrestling takes. Most of them kind of just wash over you and you kind of just move on. But it's I've had I had one weird guy like just wouldn't leave me alone a while ago. Oh. It was quite a while ago now, so I can't remember exactly what it was. He was basically calling me gay a lot. Ah, oh, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Which was really entertaining. Um, but, like, uh, yeah, in terms of less of wrestling tweets, I've just got a really bad memory for that kind of stuff, which is why I'm going to be really bad at this quiz that's going to happen later Well, on I, just, I distinctly remember doing the... Remember we were, I was joking about uh, the Edge had the blue light. Oh, I remember this, yeah. And Christian was, was doing great things in AEW, and I thought, well, that's quite funny, isn't it? You know, Christian, he was the blue dot guy in WWE, and meanwhile, yeah. his partner actually right. got blue light in his face. I just had to just close the app for a few days <laughs> after that one. Because I'm a big uh, Actually, that you'll find... My worst time on Twitter. Um, there's a famous tweet, one of like the 0.008% of the good ones on the app, um, which just completely nails what the experience is. Twitter is a game. The objective, there's a main character every single day. The objective is to not be it. <laughs> I was the main character on Wrestling Twitter one day because this must have been... Uh, well, it must have been when Jamie Uso returned to storylines because he'd been injured. That's why they went with yes. Jay Uso as yeah, an yeah. initial Roman challenger. So Jimmy Uso came back to storylines, right? Like the, this Hell in a Cell match or something. It was after that. Okay, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, he made the one-off return, but then he came back that as a full-time yeah, yeah. character. Yeah. Maybe 2021. Who knows anymore? Anyway, so he comes back, and the storyline is he could not think less of his brother Jay because you're Roman's bitch or something like that. And the idea was he wasn't going to acknowledge Roman until he just kind of just did and then became a stable. <laughs> that was the best way to go. And uh, so he comes up. It's his first SmackDown in a while. And he's talking to Roman Reigns backstage. Invisible camera, the works. And he says um, something to the effect, right, of I'm not going to let you talk to me like you do my brother Jay. And I tweeted, I'm fairly certain... Being your cousin, 
that he knows what his other cousin's name is. <laughs> it's Jay. <laughs> and given that they are, what's the word for not identical twins? Just twins? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Do they have a word? Unidentical. <laughs> <laughs> like fraternal. Basically, they look incredibly similar. Yes. Yeah. So he did not need to specify, not only did he not need <laughs> to specify the name, because they've lived together for so long and they've known each other for yeah. so long, uh, and he didn't need to really specify that they were brothers because it's fairly obvious as mm. well. Just as, and, yeah. and I just tweeted this in a very snarky, typical way. So it was a little bit um, inflammatory. And the amount of people, I've never had more cool tweets in my life. You're not allowed to take, you're not allowed to bury the Roman Reigns thing. You're not allowed to no. do it. Everything this guy does is perfect. And you are so biased. And you just need to touch so much grass and so many bitches. If <laughs> and you're scaring the holes if you do this right, and honestly, an onslaught like 200 cool tweets, I think. Jeez. And I was just saying, I'm fairly certain, right, that they do exposition to a criminal extent is more likely than oh, it's just add an emphasis. Mm. It's just add, add an emphasis to his words. What were we watching? If they, need, he was, they needed that line for a video package somewhere. Yes. So they really needed yes. it. <laughs> if he was truly adding emphasis, right, he would have said a natural word that you would say <laughs> in a normal conversation with a relative, just a bit more loudly, with a bit more snap, like, I'm not going to let you treat me like a bitch like you do him. Yeah. But pronouns, pal, because the audiences are idiots. They need to be reminded that the um, the very identical-looking guys are brothers, and we know that because, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, no, I just said it for emphasis. I can't catch some grass. I can't have <laughs> you babies. I'm gonna I'm not gonna miss this platform at all. You morons. You know what? Vince McMahon was right all along to treat you like the five-year-old children that you are. Honestly, <laughs> as for full gear. Um, oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. Oh yeah. About. <laughs> we might get tout back. This is Twitter true. goes down, tout comes back up. So My succinct jet. take on full gear, and I happened upon this in the intro to an article that should go out Monday, Sunday rather, all going well, yeah. is that with so many storylines, and I think Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus typifies this the most, they are doing the correct things in the correct order, the heat angles, the babyface comebacks in the angles, the challenge, the first match leading to a stipulation. There's no real spark to it. There's no real heat to it. There's no real creativity to it. And this is kind of happening a lot with AEW of late. Is it becoming very good, albeit in a methodical way? And is it now the high-end Randy Orton match of wrestling promotions? Oof. Where it's like, Oof. oh, it's really good. <laughs> it's fundamentally good. A lot of the work holds up the scrutiny, and it's pretty damn good. And you get a pop at the end because the RKO's there, but I'm a bit bored. I'm truly a bit bored. And that's the vibe I'm getting from mm. AEW. I miss the Gonzo creativity. Yeah, just I don't know what it is. It just it needs a bit of a, a spot. I think he. It, I talked about this on the Rampage review. I think they will get that spark. I'm willing it to get that spark following this weekend's pay per view. What's your least favorite option when it comes to the world title main event? Then aces and eights took my licks because it was the very first thing that a big collective of people on Twitter we're a little bit scared of happening. And if you're not in front of your audience and you are very much behind the most cynical members of your audience, that's bad. And ultimately, right, okay. I don't even think it's that bad from the perspective of, it's very stupid. You'll willingly get put through a table, okay? Um, 
and take a choke slam or whatever and just get beat up for the sole purpose of, well, I'm going to win a title at the end of this, so I might as well do that. It's nothing really if I win a title. If everyone on wrestling Twitter is determined that that is the finish, and a lot of people already have, John Moxley must be an idiot for not being able to yeah. see it, and I never, ever want to think of John Moxley as an idiot. John Moxley, lest we forget, petitioned, using his big influence in AEW, quite rightly, I might add, well, I want to beat CM Punk first. If he beats me in the more important climactic match, I want to beat him first because I need my credibility after the fact. So he knows exactly how to protect his character. I don't think he'd remotely go for anything like this. So I don't think it's happening, but I keep saying, I don't want to use the word trauma, right? Because it's such a horrible word to yeah, conflate yeah, yeah. with some stupid wrestling stuff. But I wish there was a, and that probably is, I just can't think of it yet. A less severe version of that word that describes the experience of having to endure the terrible creative of WWE and TNA for so <laughs> yeah. goddamn long because it does infect the way we think of AEW. And it'll be such a shame when it does finally go a bit bad. Everything does, right? Let's be cynical about this. If we've spent the golden period of professional wrestling in our adult lifetimes just worrying that they're going to do Fed stuff. Mm. Yeah, I, I, it was good enough for the work and the again. This is true. This is true. <laughs> it was the, the, yeah, that my, my, that is my big concern of like, hey, John, come on. Me and you, let's fight these guys off and then we'll sort the main amount. Uh, uh, the two of us like men. Well, swerve. I'm going to punch you in the back of the head or whatever. Moxley would look like a goddamn pillock and I refuse <laughs> to see it. I'd just, it would break my like, heart. I feel like what I saw in the closing bit of Dynamite this week was them sort of going, oh, it could be that. Because, like, oh, we tried to attack Max. We accidentally hit each other, and then he kicked us in the dick and what have you. Am I being too paranoid, Phil? I hope not. <laughs> I think I think it's the regal. I think it's the regal turn. It's just his face throughout that whole Mox promo. The one the other week when he was and like... The, yeah, and then, yeah, re- uh, just everything recently. And, like, that's not how you be a heel. Here's how you be a heel. Use these. It Think- just... The thing with the firm, though, is why bring them back for the getting the chip thing in the first place if you're not going to use them in the storyline going forward, which mm. they haven't really. And then, like, what is the payoff for them? They were idiots and thought they could tag along with MJF, and he was just like, nah, go away, and then that's that. Like, have to, <laughs> if they go with the idea that the firm all along has been one giant, fairly convoluted red herring, because if you think about it, they didn't just, oh, there's some guys with Stokely. He was handing out business cards. They were booking television mm-hmm. in plain sight ahead of MGS return about the firm all coming together. Retrospectively, if it is just one big red herring, it's a bit of a waste of time. They look utterly incompetent and feckless, and they must disband immediately because the whole idea is that they are on retainer for whoever wants to hire them. Who would hire them after this? <laughs> yeah. Mm. They're one move. Andrade probably hires everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but he ain't coming back, so there's no need Bruce, for the Roosh family office now, isn't it? I think. <laughs> they spent weeks just putting that team together, yeah. handing out the little contracts and things, building that mm-hmm. with no sort of real emphasis of where they were going to go, just that these were the people coming together. And then the very first thing they do is get absolutely like pied off by the yeah. <laughs> world champion. Like, it does not look good for them going forward. It's a forward. bit weird, isn't it? It's all, and whenever, because I think so less of them, I could not think any less, sorry, of the firm. Whenever they approach this dynamite main event scene on TV for the last however many weeks, as much as I appreciate the mystery and on the night the drama is going to be so charged, I just think dynamite's so small. So small when I see these geeks. Mm. 
Um, just well, We won't run through everything here. Like I said, uh, Hamlet and Sidney did a wonderful job of doing that yesterday, so go and check that out. Um, interim AW Women's World Title Match, Phil. Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter. I can't call that. Neither can I, to be honest. I just love Jamie Hayter, so I would mm-hmm. 100% put it on Jamie Hayter. I think she's got more emphasis behind her, like at the minute, like more momentum, and I just think it's the right move. I think like from there, there's a lot you can do in terms of the storyline, which obviously ties into the Britt Baker versus mm-hmm. Soraya match as well, depending on who wins that. Like personally, I'd have Britt win that because I think that's a way more interesting story to then move Britt to the Jamie Hayter stuff, have them break up and do a feud for a while and then build it to the UK show where you go back to Soraya versus Jamie Hayter and have that as the big women's match and have Soraya win that for the big, huge hometown pop. This oh. is an amazing moment. And to do that, I think you need to put the title on Jamie Hayter right now and start amping her up as much as you possibly can. Well, thank you for that, Phil, because that's a great idea. I honestly... Th- thought this was something approaching a formality because um, Tony Storm has got unfinished business with Thunder Rosa. Yeah. But he comes back. Um, forgot, frankly, I completely forgot about that. I've completely <laughs> yeah. forgotten about it. In all of that build-up, I was like, oh, well. I honestly think that this division has improved immeasurably since Tony Storm has had that title. Yeah. So, yeah. so I was thinking that that has to be tied up or you could just not, who the hell knows at this point. And I think AEW's been getting a lot of acclaim of late with its women's division, because they've told a an emotive, if not necessarily great, but momentous and pretty emotive story between Soraya and Britt Baker. It feels important. If nothing else, it feels important. I like the idea of doing Britt versus Hater outside of the title picture in the run-up to Revolution, because it just gets more representation, because you can't not do two title programs alongside that, like three is better than one. Yes. Which is what we've been getting for so long. So on the basis of pure representation, because I don't mind either of them as champion. I think Storm has been great. Happy for her to keep having it. But I think my pick just leads to more representation. I guess I'm just a bit more progressive than Phil. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> See, my representation lies in the rebuilding of Soraya to get uh, her confidence yeah, yeah. back by going through the rest of the roster. Okay. And you get okay. that representation. Don't signal your virgin. And you get to build people up. <laughs> Don't signal your virgin. Come on now. <laughs> um, also, the Elite are coming back. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been on the cards for a while. I don't think anyone looked at those vignettes that we saw on Dynamite. And Can't went, well, wait for their entrance God. where they just fade in onto the Tron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Onto, onto the, the yeah. Uh, ring. That'd be great. I don't think anyone was like, well, I don't know what these possibly these uh, these weird videos could possibly be alluding to. <laughs> but just nice to have it fully confirmed on Dynamite. And yes, they are challenging for the titles. They never lost the trios championships on Saturday. I'll keep this brief. I promise. I've said multiple variations of the same thing. Right. Kenny Omega is going to be ready to explode. <laughs> He's going to be... People think CM Punk should have stayed instead of me. No, I will ensure you why I'm the man here, while uh, why I should be the one to have been taken the side with. Like, I'm just going to explode. And he's even more recovered than he was. Yeah. The Young Bucks as well, they were beaten up. They were thrashed. They were still awesome, but you could tell they were hurting. Mm. They've had two months off. They've probably needed that. And this has sort of intervened to make it that way. I think they have never been fresher in AEW since the first show, at least. And they've never been more motivated to show people. Don't think that um, this company is better off without us. Don't think that we aren't better than CM Punk in the ring. I think this is going to be an amazing, amazing match. It would have been under. It would have been amazing when CM Punk was uh, when Kenny Omega was thrashed yeah. this time last year. That's how good these guys are. And uh, my only concern is that I worry that they like to tell these very, I'm sorry, I've said this so often, 
They like to tell these sports-oriented stories where they're rusty or they're not 100%, and as would happen in a real sport, even their very spectacular interpretation of it, that um, they would lose in that situation. It's time to just be stars. Yeah. Be stars. Yeah, I mean, so you sort of alluded to this on the Rampage preview of, like, immediately after full gear, if you book it right, you could have Soraya win or lose. Oh, she can goo again. Yep. Potentially new world champion or, you know, Tony Storm being really established as the... I mean, she is the world champion, effectively. And it's it's thingy, it's uh, Thunder Rosa who's got to come back and, and challenge almost her for her title. Heel tag team champions in Swerve and Our Glory and, and MJF, obviously world champion. But I think it has to go back to the trios title, to the elite, hasn't it? Any concerns? I think it's a silly question, but I'm going to ask anyway. Any concerns about how the elite are going to be received at full gear? I mean, if, if Dynamite sends to go by, I think you'll be so. all right. Yeah, they got to pop just from fading in onto a match graphic. <laughs> I don't think they're going to have any issues with their reaction when they appear in front of the live crowd. And I think it's probably the right thing to do to keep them off TV and get that first initial pop back on the pay-per-view. Because that, again, it's the, the first return pop that comes with them. To sort of repackage them as the stars that they are kind of thing. It all holds hand in hand together mm. uh, to create the overall aura of what the elite are and should be. But I think, yeah, it's a no-brainer for them to win this. Um, Death Triangle, the matches have been great, but in terms of actual champions, they've not exactly done anything for those trios belts. And the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega will have a massive chip on the shoulder and something to prove. And then you just put that in with the sort of natural chemistry that they have with the Lucha Brothers and Pac, like all of them, depending, it doesn't matter which order of the team it yeah. is, whatever combination, yeah. they always, always, always have incredible matches and then go out and give them 15, 20 minutes. Does 25. it really matter? However, <laughs> match, it's, it's going to be, be really, night, really hard to bet against this for match of the night. Yeah, yeah. 22. Got, uh, got a spot for you as well. Is it physically impossible even for these <laughs> men to uh, execute? I mean, I don't think anything's physically impossible for these six to, to do, but yeah, I do yeah. think it's probably a bad idea to do, but hey, I'm going to put you there anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, hang on. Hang on, hang on. We're going to do Pitch it in. anyway. So, match is going long, and they're doing some really good wrestling. That's what, that's the advice <laughs> I That's your pitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, okay, I'm doing a bloody good quiz. No, uh, but what's the big storyline been? Elite hammers. aside from all of this, hammers. So, uh, one of the one of the young bucks is in the ring. Then they're setting up for the, the big finish or whatever. Whatever. Pack's like, I'm not having any of this. Maybe Ray Phoenix is isolated. Ray, not having any of this. Pack goes through his old faithful. Maybe the other ring, the other hammer that his personal hammer's been lobbed out of the bloody stadium. But there's obviously the hammer for the ring bell. Goes out, gets that. His arms trailing behind him, so he steps through the ropes. Right, one foot, two foot, head underneath, and he looks back. And Kenny Omega's chomped onto his arm with that hammer. <laughs> he won't let go, and then finish. Thoughts? I like it. The boring answer is right that they should not do anything that could even vaguely be interpreted as defamation. GTS? What about GTS? They don't, in their entrance, put like a big door on the stage with a little teddy dog on the other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kick through the door yeah, to yeah. do their entrance. They used to come out and shout, <laughs> it's clobbering time, I might explode. <laughs> they do like, uh, you know, Tony Khan likes a double fake out, right? Okay. So the most recent example is um, the reveal, air quotes, that it was actually two dimes. <laughs> That was my favorite. <laughs> Who knew all about Darby Allen's weakness, but in fact, it was meant to be Jeff Jarrett, okay? He loves this sort of thing, Tony Khan. It's a big Paul Heyman device, okay? What if the elite, they've won, okay? They win the match. Titles aloft, 
in jubilant celebration. Lights go out. You think it's the House of Black because we've seen vignettes mm-hmm. concurrent, in fact, mm-hmm. with the Elite. Lights go back on. On one side of the ring, it's the Elite. On the other, it's like a dog. <laughs> and then they just start laughing because it's like the old uh, Shawn Michaels being an arsehole in Montreal thing. Yeah. And then the lights go out again, and it's the actual House of Black. I like that, yeah. <laughs> I really like that. But, uh, yeah, they, uh, those cheeky scamps are going to do summer. I don't know whether it's a GTS. I don't I know whether don't it's kicking the door down. This, they're kind of softening in their stance. We've gone from do not, under any circumstances, even allude to CM Punk, right? It's tricky. Now that the investigation is concluded, we've got Colt Cabana back. We've had MJF bury him in everything but name. So subtext is allowed now. <clears throat> When's full text happening? <laughs> when, 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 when? Is Kenny Omega going to uh, springboard over the top rope, intentionally botch the buckshot lariat, and go, did I do that? In his Urkel <laughs> voice. Oh, come on, bring it on. Uh, right, Let him sue. He's a, <laughs> he's a billionaire, Tony Gone. He can afford it. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. <laughs> right, before we get on to this week's Hashtag Bloody Good Quiz, uh, one final thing to cover, uh, and it's one more match. Phil Chambers, quite possibly for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hello, we're back. It's just ridiculous to be saying that sentence in 2022, even though we've obviously saw him do work his magic with Kevin Owens, yep. and people have seen the like workout videos and gone, cool, guess he's ready to come back and have a run as world champion. <laughs> it is preposterous, but it, it's it's entirely feasible that WWE, hopefully not for the Saudi shows, but pr- possibly for WrestleMania next year, could offer him or have offered him one more match versus CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that the, that's the carrot, isn't it? At the end of the day, I mean, if you're going to offer CM Punk anything, it's Stone Cold in the main event of WrestleMania is with and a 
bucket bucket load of money might be the way to go mm. about it. Um, I mean, I wouldn't put money on it right now, let's say that. Uh, but Stone Cold at Mania seems like a goer. Like last year, it was a weird build last year with the Kevin Owens stuff. It, like, whereas the builds where it should have been amazing. If you like picture Stone Cold yeah. going up against Kevin Owens as a build to a WrestleMania match, you're like, that build would be incredible. But then they just kept Stone Cold off TV and uh, Kevin Owens did as much as he possibly could with it. But when you've not got someone else to banter off, it doesn't really work as much. So if you actually get him for some TV time and a run-up on Raw or whatever to mm. WrestleMania and do a proper build to something, you could be in for something special. Because we know now, like, there was the question marks about Stone Cold last year, and everyone was like, how is this going to work? And then the moment he started taking suplexes on the floor, you're like, <laughs> oh, okay, this is, this is fine. And Kevin Owens obviously had his selling shoes on for him and went all out for it. Um, so, yeah, I'd be well up for seeing this. Like... It almost doesn't matter who it would That's be. That's right. I say that. I was going to say they, they, they probably said, you know, do you want to do a match? We'll try and get punk. But like you say, I mean, not anyone, anyone. Yeah. But we did a whole podcast about it earlier on this week, Sige, and it wasn't like if we'd said punk's not happening and, I don't know, The Rock or Cena isn't happening or Roman's not happening. You've still got quite a few options out there that would be legit dream matches. Yeah, Absolutely. If I had, if I was in charge, right, and I had to pick, not from a financial point of view, just pure personal subjective enjoyment, Gunther. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Austin's coming back to do a job, right? But Gunther can just chop him in a relatively safe space. It's not his neck, it's just his chest. Mm. Stone Cold's been, like, really complimentary about his work as well. Like, was uh, he, was don't he tell on, us that, I'm Phil. sure he, Was he on the Stone Cold podcast ages ago? Uh, Gunther? Yeah, as, like, Walter. Or he, he was talking about him on his podcast, uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and he was really, really complimentary I about can imagine, well imagine. In the way that he can work a style that looks incredibly vicious and, like, makes him this massive dude who just, like, takes people down but yeah. doesn't actually do any lasting damage to anyone. Yeah. Oh, God. I just think it would be incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. I've never considered that. Because he was such, like, an invincible, banter, brawling demigod. People forget how incredible Steve Austin is at selling. That finish to the WrestleMania 13 match, it just... Uh, I've said this before in articles and whatever. In that moment, it feels real. I never have that headspace where it's like, what I'm watching is real here. I'm like, this is awesome, and it's great drama, and it really looks like it hurts, and I'm just fully, fully into it. But I never think, oh, it's real. The finish to WrestleMania 13, Austin's selling is so unbelievable. It's the best individual selling performance I've ever seen. I always, when it's finished, just go, oh, yeah, I was watching wrestling, and not something real there. Um, so him selling for Gunther could be have a five-star match. Steve Austin could have a five-star match if it's that good. He's mad. A mad thing to be thinking about. But yeah, after after what we saw at WrestleMania this year, yep. bloody hell, anything's possible. <laughs> uh, well, let us know your thoughts on who you'd like to see Stone Cold face at WrestleMania, your thoughts ahead of Full Gear. Uh, if Twitter's still a thing when this goes out, <laughs> at what culture WWE. But enough of all that, it's now time for a bloody good quiz. And this week's quiz is brought to you by Nick Druitt. If you want your name associated with a hashtag bloody good quiz, all you need to do is subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either Apple Podcasts uh, or on Spotify uh, and leave us a, a five-star review and a little note um, about your thoughts on this. Good or bad, preferably good, but, you know, good or bad, uh, which is good. good. Yeah, We're not is... ever going to read it out if it's bad. Oh, no. He reads it out all the goddamn time. It's funny. It's I enjoy it sometimes. <laughs> I take some sort of... My favourite is when they completely bury us and then still give us two stars. 
Like, why not give one? Five yeah. Yeah. The best ones are the when they bury us and give us five. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you want to do that, that's fine. As long as we just that. give me the five stars and say whatever you like. Yeah. Uh, if you want to email me a review, you can do adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. But Nick uh, writes, dear Adam and the gang, firstly, like many others, I'd like to echo my thanks for all you guys do. Like so many, I really got into what culture in the pandemic era, uh, and you've become a daily source of entertainment and companionship, be that in the car, while bored at work, or in the evenings while cooking, slash cleaning, slash generally just existing. Uh, I've also become a dadly boy during the pandemic. Yeah. And one of the things that got me through the first few sleep-deprived months was all of your amazing content. My son is now one, but he's an avid listener. That counts, isn't <laughs> That's on the... 100%, yeah. Uh, his favourite day of the week is Friday when he hears the wrestle culture intro. Uh, genuine, he smiles every time I put the podcast on, and he loves my impressions of Wilborn's impressions. <laughs> that must be a word for someone who impersonates an impressionist. In fact, he loves the theme so much that during our first holiday, day while having to attempt a ch- to change a nappy in a plain toilet I had to sing the theme tune followed by five minutes of we built this city on wrestling just to calm him <laughs> down uh-huh. Uh, the stewardess thought I was mental, as did everyone in the first five rows who heard me. But having something so <laughs> dumb, wholesome, and, and sil- simple to yet bo- to bonders is so amazing. So thank you. Uh, my missus can't stand wrestling or the podcast, so I also get a bit <laughs> of peace and quiet whilst listening to you. <laughs> Good stuff. What was the... Uh, that, first of all, that's very lovely, very touching. What was the line you used there? There has to be a word for someone who does an impression. An impression, impression of an impersonator or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Corey Graves doing, <laughs> doing an impersonation of CM Punk, who wasn't really impersonating anyone. I just want to bury Corey Graves. <laughs> I, I, I forgot to You've seen his old gimmick, Sterling James Keenan. Yep. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, he, oh, he concludes. Uh, anyway, keep up the awesome work. Just keep being you guys. All the best, Nick Durrett. P.S. Any advanced preview of the word slash tune of the Wilborn song after the Wrestle Culture intro for this week is hugely appreciated. I will appear a god in my son's eyes. <laughs> I love that. A one year old. Just like, oh, we need to impress him. It's to the it's to the tune of three lines, actually. But deal is gonna I will uh message you. So this will be going this is in the past now. Hey. But I will message you before this podcast go out. I've maybe given myself a headache. Well, all right, Jesus Christ. Uh, so anyway, this week's uh quiz is I was inspired by an excellent uh article <laughs> I read at whatculture.com this afternoon. It's all about wrestling Twitter. Mm. Um, I wish, just wish there was like a top 10 of like the best wrestling tweets you need, still need to read before it disappears. That would be so ideal and like fitting for the times. And there'd be like the really sense, like a really profound sense of urgency to read it. Yeah, quick. See those. Oh, I did it. What? I wrote it. <laughs> I wrote it this morning. Where can I read it? Whatculture.com slash WWE. Read it quick. Read it quick and read it now, actually. Actually, listen to this podcast. Maybe put on one and a half speed <laughs> and then go on to whatculture.com slash WWE and read that. It's got uh, one of my favorite lines, comedy lines I've ever written in there. Yeah, and Whether it has an incentive. I'm not going to tell you where, but it does feature um, Cody Rhodes burying... Disco Inferno. Yeah. Uh, which is, well, actually, before I, before I get into that, in fact. And if, the, and if you're a long-time listener of this podcast, you might smile at the introduction, shall we say. Mm, indeed. Um, but before I get into it, as always, 10 questions, multiple choice, shatty name, wait for me to come to you. And remember, it's just for fun, and don't worry, Phil, there's no gimmicks this week. <laughs> I, uh, we did a quiz all about losers last week, and whoever scored the least points won that quiz. But he didn't say that until the end, did he? I only revealed that. <laughs> I like that. That's good. 
Shawn Michaels, loser. Patriot, <laughs> loser. Did you do a question based around that? No. Hack. <laughs> so. You listed all the Bret Hart losers. Yeah. But which one wasn't? <laughs> so, yeah, question number one. Uh, shout out name, wait for me to come to you. Is based around a certain disco inferno um, because of a tweet that I think all of us at What Culture love from, well, it was from initially from Cody Rhodes. Then I'm fairly certain it was actually technically from AEW's Community Outreach, community outreach <laughs> Department. Then it was back from Cody Rhodes, um, where he just ethered him off the face of the earth, didn't he? Because he was Did. moaning about him not working properly. People don't work no more. What happened is I think it was a New Japan show in 2018, and I think it was when the Cody Kenny Omega thing was happening. Mm-hmm. And basically, whatever match it was, Cody ended up with a massive gash in his eye, purely through an in-ring accident. Then Disco Inferno trying to get on the cloud train. Um, Not like him. To get his name out there and... Never. Like driving traffic towards his podcast. It was like, oh, these people don't know how to work anymore. And, uh, well, go and read the article to find out what Cody said in response. But I thought, I thought you'd take that as inspiration for the start of this quiz. Um, don't worry, I've not relied on, on his <laughs> list throughout this thing. That's very unfair to you otherwise, Phil. Question number one. Which of these wrestlers has more followers on Twitter than Disco Inferno? Excellent. Is it... Omos, No Way Jose, Tony D'Angelo, or Von Wagner? Ooh. Which one has more? Only one of them has got more. Sidgwick, No Way Jose. Yay! It was yeah. No Way Jose. Almost I knew it wasn't Omos because he's got like 9K or something. Yeah. Go, on follow Go on, follow Jordan. He was <laughs> he, he lovely to us over WrestleMania, he and he really impressed me with what, what, they, what they did in and Saudi really Arabia tall. until... Until Braun Strowman completely ruined it. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, no way. Jose, one point to, uh, to Michael Sidgwick. Question number two. Another. This is, this, I love this. Just your list and this is just like a memory lane of wrestling Twitter. Question number two. Do you remember, it's happened on several occasions, but I'm going to take the one he did in, I think, April of 2021, when Ryback offered out to his followers a poll. Vaguely, uh, as to where yeah, he should yeah, go yeah, next. Yeah, yeah. WWE, <laughs> AEW, uh, Impact, I think it was. Retire. retire. <laughs> what percentage of people voted that he should retire in 2021? <laughs> was it 52%, 62%, 72%, or 82% of people? Bill. 82, just because I really hope it is 82. No, dear, ah. that's wrong. 50, 60, or 72%? 72%. Yes, nearly <laughs> three quarters of his Twitter followers went just just retirement. <laughs> Go back to eating burgers in your car. Yeah, <laughs> it's clotheslining people into pools. Uh, AW came second on that with fourteen percent. So you, I think you'll be all right. I think we, I think we're I think we're okay. I think Tony even Tony's gone. I think that's the line. But yeah, there is a line. In fact, um, question number three. Oh, but getting Ryback and Danielson back together again. Almost worth it. Oh, the <laughs> film, man. Stop giving us good ideas <laughs> that I want now that you've said them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It could be like if they have segments on TV where Danielson's burying him and Ryback being Doesn't an idiot realize. is none the wiser. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd 100%. Like, you know, they did, because they did a brief one, didn't they? A, a, a sort of ride along, but it was like... It was not they did a table three. for three. But they did, then they do one with like Hobbs and Soho and oh. MJF in a car, I remember. A car from yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Do that, but with Adjuan <laughs> Danielson. And we'll just uh, take a quick break from carpool karaoke here so they can stop off at a local vegan 
<laughs> takeaway place. What have you taken me here for? <laughs> Phil, do you know the Terminator 2 story? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I know the story of Terminator yeah, 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Cody and Brian Danielson, who are like mates, like they're kind of like the, I don't say obnoxious, they're very mischievous. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, so you don't know if this is true because they both admittedly <laughs> love lying, and yeah. it's such a funny way of saying that Ryback's thick. But the fact it, the fact you believe it speaks volumes. Indeed. Yeah. Ryback thought it was called Terminator 2. <laughs> not because I love it's this the, <laughs> Not because that is literally the convention of sequel titles, because it's the second film, but because in the plot of the film, two Terminators <laughs> are fighting each other. <laughs> it's either... The most accurate illustration of Ryback being a moron <laughs> or the funniest lie of all time. I've had so much fun with this in articles. Um, and I've said this before on a podcast, but Phil might pop at this. I was like, you know, Ryback wanted to watch uh, the Blade Runner franchise. <laughs> <laughs> but he was too worried about watching the other 2048 films. <laughs> oh. The Ryback. Yeah. <laughs> the big guy. The big guy. Uh, okay, question, question three. That is the best table for three, by the way, though. It's, yeah. it's literally just them bullying him for half an hour. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> I might have rewatched that this weekend again. <laughs> Question three. Um, Should listen to the car first. Mm. Oh, I've, I've, I have listened to Body Paint. It's amazing, isn't it's it? It's fantastic. It's so great. Right. Question three. Uh, which AEW star announced on Twitter that it was a joke? That Greta Thunberg was named Times Person of the Sidgwick Year. Sidgwick, J.K. Hager. <laughs> Yay! I thought, I thought I've got him here because I put Jericho in there and you think, oh, yeah, that would, uh, that would chime. Jericho's savvy, apart from platforming <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, it's quite savvy to not go too far into it. Okay. Oh, oh by the way, I want to give a shout-out to, uh, to Shane Silver as well uh, of WrestleWipe fame because yeah. he's, he's done a great thread as well on Twitter of some... some X that I've just stolen some of these from. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, Shane, for this one. And his final tweet in that thread is what culture's very own Andy Murray, oh, explaining well. how WWE probably didn't need to sack all those people in the pandemic. They were doing financially pretty well. <laughs> uh, okay, question number four. Brazzers, who I didn't, I wasn't really aware of there. <laughs> <laughs> there are their work, but I've subsequently been, it's thankfully someone explained it. You ever heard of Brazzers? Someone explained it to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same for you. Five yeah, minutes yeah, before yeah. recording, hence why I laughed at the mention of the name, which otherwise, none the wiser. Yeah. It's so fresh in your mind, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Someone explained it. Yeah. <laughs> Brazzers. Buried WWE on Twitter after which pay-per-view? Sedgwick Hell in a Cell 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I know there's probably funny answers in there, but I, I, I just like winning. Do you want, do you want the, the opposite all we're going to be? Great Balls of Fire is definitely one of them. It, no, it wasn't. It was what? just going to be all the Saudi shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were. They also, this is out of love because no one, no one could possibly dis dislike him. They also invoked the name of what was then Shorty G. So they were Brazzers are aware of uh, Shorty G. There you go. Good to know. Okay, question five. Let me read this one. You've fallen a lot because <laughs> I, I really enjoy this. Can you tell me what match Ryan Satin is talking about here? <clears throat> Love the creativity and intensity in this match. Feels like a real fight, which fits this feud more than a regular wrestling match would have. Killer work from, and then the name of the performance. Is it the Boneyard match? 
Is it Money in the Bank 2020, where they fought up through the offices and everyone said the catchphrase? Edge versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania, or the Firefly Funhouse? Bill, Edge versus Orton at WrestleMania. Yay! Just wanted to share the other uh, tweets that went alongside. So good. (laughs) Picture that, Ryan Satin's at the bottom there. Just just above him is the lovely Sean Ross Sapp of uh, Fightful. No crap, just Sapp. This has been a lot of the same thing for a long time. <laughs> and you know it's bad if he's not yeah. being quite positive. Brian Alvarez, uh, 41 seconds uh, after that. This is officially going way too long. <laughs> and above that, Dave Meltzer. I was ready to confess to crimes if they'd end this Chinese war to tor- torture match eight minutes ago. But yeah, love the creativity and intensity it. in this match. <laughs> was it us doing the live stream for that one? I can't remember. Oh, that? yeah, that must I'm have... sure it was that night. Yeah. Because I, I was struggling to stay awake at that point because it was obviously pandemic time. So it's like, you're like, you're like hey, at you're home. What's trying to stay awake? It's, it's weird when you're doing, like, when you're doing a stream and the, the match is object... I mean, that match was objectively bad, but you, you're trying to, you, you know, it's mania. It's the return of, you know, Edge. and uh, It's such a weird... I'd rather it be, like, just out and out Botch City. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, okay, it's gone to pot this. Or, you know, sometimes you get really excited for a match and it's not that good. You're just enjoying the moment and the the whole thing of the stream and people. That one, I was just like, am I really out of touch or is this really bad? (laughs) But not according to Ryan Satin. Loved it. That's all. (laughs) It just is. Uh, Question six. (laughs) Question six. uh, 4 1 to Sige. Asuka once did a thread of tweets after a run-in with what? Was it a spider? Was it a raccoon? Was it an alligator? Or was it a cockroach? Bill, I've got no idea. A raccoon. No, dear, that's Mm. wrong. Asuka is Japanese. (laughs) Yes, she is. Uh, Options. Spider, alligator, cockroach. It's well worth checking out his thread, by the way, because she's got weird social media. She's awesome. <laughs> I'm really all, I love she's it. She's awesome. I love it. Cockroach. Yay! Pure guesswork. <laughs> uh, question seven. CM Punk once tweeted about pooping his pants on SmackDown when wrestling who? Was it Ryback, Dean Ambrose, Curtis Axel, or Big E Langston? Cedric Dean Ambrose. Yay! I'm honestly addicted to wrestling Twitter. <laughs> and they uh, they told him to take it down, didn't they? Didn't he say, like, I just sh- my britches? Or- yeah, and then when asked to take it down, in a very premonition of a tweet, he said, this poop just isn't fun anymore. <laughs> I love the idea of that happening when he's Z-packed out the ass or whatever, out the ass. whatever he says. First thought when he gets back through the curtain, I should just tweet about that. that. <laughs> There's a- someone had to have the conversation with him to take it down. Probably, probably, hopefully not the same person who, there's a gif that I saw when just double-checking it was Ambrose of the referee removing, you know, sometimes like your, I don't know, your wrist tape comes off and the ref just got to get out of the ring because it's yep. distracting. Ref removes something from that <laughs> ring. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And I don't want to know. Uh, question eight. I do. <laughs> Vince McMahon, remember him? Vince McMahon tweeted... Which Pokemon had to get out of his <laughs> weight room? It was the, the glory days of Pokemon Go. Uh, and he tweeted with a picture of this Pokemon. Get out of my weight room, pal. Was it 
Ghastly, Jigglypuff, Diglett, or Machamp? Bill, Jigglypuff, I've no idea. I really wish it was. Oh, no, dear, that's wrong. Well, the other three nerdy options. Uh, Ghastly, were you Pokemon guy ever? Never. Never, not even Pokemon Go. I suppose if you went to Pokemon yeah. OG, yeah, Pokemon Go is going to be like, well, I wasn't a big fan the first time around. Where was I going to go? <laughs> <laughs> Just go home with my family. That's all I can do, really. Uh, Ghastly, Diglett, or Machamp? He looks a bit like uh, Toothy. I can remember the tweet in my head. Machamp? No, dear, that's wrong. Diglett. It was Ghastly. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, never would have uh, that one. Machamp, I, I thought I'd get you with Machamp because Machamp looks like someone Vince had bought a book. He's got four <laughs> arms and he's massive and he becomes, I, I can't remember, Machoke or some, something like that. Anyway, question You're nine. You're the wrong crowd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Question nine. You were like more sheepish about that knowledge than you were with Brazzers. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all just found about before we came yeah, in. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, question nine. Uh, I could be really in, uh, really interesting here and give a point for every correct one, but I think Sid would leap across the desk and try and try and attack me. So instead, I'll just give up one point if you can get this right. I just want you to na- name any of the seven people that Sasha Banks follows on Twitter. She follows <laughs> only seven, and none of them are like WWE. None of it's not like a none cult. of them are WWE. They're all people. You can name any of the seven, I'll give you a point. Cedric Snoop Dogg. That's what I was going to say. Did you get any of the others? Uh, some of them are, well, a few of them are famous. Well, some of they're all famous. You bloody hope so, otherwise I don't have an idea. Well, some of them you may not know. A mate. <laughs> a husband. Mr. Sasha Banks. Scott, as it says here. Is pr- yes, I assume that's who that is. Not just some some lad who's just like, I'm Mr. Sash. Oh, I guess I'll follow you then. Uh, Phil, any, any guesses? I have absolutely no idea. Uh, Anyone sh- in the fashion world? No, it is. Snoop was the one I was, I was hoping yeah. you'd, you'd get. Mr. Sasha Banks. Uh, a Twitter page called Sasha Banks Daily. Of course. Uh, Tiffany Pollard. And then Tamina Snooker. Andrew Pollard's. Tamina's WWE. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said before. You said no one was WWE. No, I said it was. She wasn't following WWE. Oh, oh you are. Oh, That's what I was meaning there. Get out. Get out of here, you piece of crazy. She's following Tamina Snooker. Naomi. Na- well, yeah, Trinity Fartu. Trinity yeah. Fartu. And <laughs> John Cena, of course. Of course. Right, question 10. I'll make it up to you with this. I can't remember what the score is, but I think Sid just won by a country. <laughs> you <mile>. think? Yeah. <laughs> Six one, I think, possibly. Uh, question 10, though. I felt like we couldn't go through wrestling Twitter without an Iron Sheik tweet. <laughs> so all you have to do is... guy who runs that must be so delighted <laughs> that he doesn't have to do this anymore. <laughs> Complete... I suppose they've not just made it a bot by now. <laughs> yeah, it's so exhausting. Complete this Iron Sheik tweet. Justin Bieber, nice young man, he best singer. April Fool Day, Justin Bieber have blank dick. Okay, is it... Justin Bieber have pencil dick. Justin Bieber have squirrel dick. Justin Bieber have pig dick. Pig or pig? Pig. As in the pig. animal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or Justin, Justin Bieber have hamster dick. <laughs> so you got pencil, squirrel, pig or hamster. Bill, pencil. No, dear, that's wrong. I knew it's going to be one of the smaller animals. What's he going to select? April Fool Day, Justin Bieber have squirrel dick, pig dick, or hamster dick? 
They're just so glad he came on Russell Culture. <laughs> Squirrel dick. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> you are more than worthy of writing a top 10 list on wrestling Twitter. That's like seven correct answers, I think it was. Maybe eight. Maybe eight. Who knows? <laughs> I would have got Randy Orton Edge, but I just thought Phil could have had that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks once again to Nick Druitt for sponsoring uh, this week's quiz. If you want your name associated with a hashtag Blue Good Quiz, all you need to do is subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify uh, and leave us a nice review on there. Or just a five-star review with endless abuse. But congratulations, Michael Sudwick. You are the winner of this week's quiz. <laughs> Enjoy Twitter while it lasts. Uh, you can follow all of us on there. You can follow us at WhatCultureWW. You can follow winner of this week's quiz, Michael Sidgwick, at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow Phil Chambers on Twitter at... Phil My Chambers. I am on Instagram as well with the same thing, just in case, you know. What's Mastodon? <laughs> I don't understand. Don't know. Miller's on there. Mastodon is, uh, you know, when WCW folded. Yes. And they tried to do World Wrestling All-Stars in Australia, <laughs> and it was just a total mess and a joke, and no one cared. That's what Mastodon okay. is. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. As I said, follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, enjoy full gear this weekend. As I said, let us know your thoughts and your predictions. Uh, and make sure you check out Hamlet and Sidgwick's extended preview of full gear on What Culture Wrestling right now. But for now, this has been WrestleCulture. My thanks to Sid, to Phil. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. WrestleCulture is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.